Welcome to the Reba Kasi Show, the only show where you get to exclusively hear me think out loud. You're special. I know. I know. Hello, hello, everyone. It's been a minute, like three months. A minute. I know it's been long, um, but I'm sort of back. <laughs> I've been doing a little bit of rebranding, a little bit of new stuff to come. However, I'm still going to finish this toxic series first, though. Yeah, so keep a lookout for that. On today's episode, though, we were talking about how communication isn't sexy. Of course, you saw the title, obviously. Ah, now this is the one. This is the one. So, now we all know that the first type of uh, relationship advice that we get from just a- about anyone is that communication is key. But they're not wrong, though. They're not wrong. But that's not always the case, you know? Considering how specific you need to be, because no one ever talks about how how one should communicate or the effectiveness of it order for it to count as communication i mean we all talk it's a form of communication right now i'm talking right i'm communicating this thing to you but so far you got nothing new nothing new but i was still talking so right let's get into what communication really should be you know well in terms of um relationships you know more so romantic ones I mean, you constantly find the question specifically on social media as to how many times, like, um, as to whether or not you need to talk to your partner every day. Well, my answer to that is that, you know what, relationships are different, man. It really depends on you, if you're the talking type, if you're not the talking type. But I would assume that at least you say something to your partner on a day-to-day basis. You know, it doesn't have to be a full-blown conversation, you know. But hey, you know, um, if that counts as communication, that counts as communication. But that's not the problem, though. The problem is the little stuff, you know, the stuff that actually makes the, the relationship work. You know, like, are you even able to be on the same page of things? Are you able to solve problems together? Like, sit you guys down and actually talk things through? Or do you guys just shove them under the rug and pretend that it's not there and let it build up for a couple of months? And then bursting you guys' faces. <sighs> Fun times, huh? Or are you even able to warn your partner of your shortcomings? Like, okay, you know, um, I know I said I was going to call you tonight, but I'm busy. Or, you know, I said I was going to cook. I said I was going to come. Or I said I was going to handle this, but my plate is full right now. Are you even able to tell your partner that you won't be able to be reachable? You know, the little stuff, man. The little stuff that actually reassures your partner. Are you even able to make joint decisions? You know, like, how are you going to do things? How are you... um, What needs to be done, you know? Um, How are you going to spend the money? How are you going to spend the time? How are you going to... You know, all these things, man. And sometimes, sometimes, even before you guys even become... Get into a relationship. Are you even able to even ask your potential partner the dreaded question, what are we? (laughs) That question... Mm. yeah yeah fun times 
but there are there are a number of key influences hey that actually you know pick point as to whether or not this type of communication works or what has been substituted as a form of com- communication these days or rather in um, entertainment media to be more specific because this is what this whole series is about right right anywho the first one will be ah this one your partner should be able to read your mind oh my goodness yeah and then right but this one this one i feel like it has a lot more to do with storylines that incorporate the soulmate aesthetic you know because what is a soulmate you know a soulmate is just someone well according to my loose definition of it it's just someone who gels really really well with you you know to the point where it's like you basically are the other half because that's how well you guys fit in together but that right there is a very very false narrative considering we are born whole i'm kidding <laughs> it might be with that take but that's not the problem though the problem is that you have this idea that someone will just automatically know you you know like they will just they will just know I mean, heck, when you when you watch movies, I mean, how many times have you seen this? I don't know why, but this type of thing usually happens at a bar. Have you noticed this this type of thing usually happens at a bar where a guy, a very cocky guy, and a very I don't know, a very naive looking girl, you know, will be having a conversation, and this cocky, you know, um, smart ass type guy he will generally psychoanalyze the girl and before you know it she falls in love with him and you know you know how the story ends but yeah she would he would generally just psychoanalyze her and um this girl will feel like she's being seen you know that someone finally understands her you know so it does really play into the whole soulmate type of mind because everyone else just sees you in a in a certain specific light and here comes this guy and he just tells me that I seek attention because my father back in grade 8 didn't show up to my 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 prize giving ceremony and since then I've been having problems with this whatever the case may be but in essence the girl just feels feel she feels seen and um is able to sort of read her that's basically what it is but yeah another thing is that that your partner has actually paid so much attention to you that they know the little ticks you know they know the stuff that you need when you're in a certain mood because they've paid so much so much attention to you you know because you are their world that's a lot of expectation hey you know and in that essence it's sort of like mind reading because he knows you like that and that type of thing doesn't happen overnight you know it doesn't happen for me spending the night with you and knowing that your left eye twitches when you sleep <laughs> these movies are so unrealistic bro but it's the little stuff it really is the little stuff these type of things need years years of time spent together to actually be for 
formulated in order for you to actually know your partner that way you need to spend a significant amount of time with them it's not something that just happens like that but hey people expect this thing within the first three months of you guys talking hey the standards and <laughs> the expectations off the roof off the charts but yeah on the second point oh kisses this one irks me it really irks me <laughs> because you'll be reading or you'll be watching the story of two characters who are trying to express themselves verbally you know in the middle of conversation whether it be expressing their love for one another or not necessarily love for one another because that, that one kind of fits in you know but generally when they are expressing their emotions i don't know their indifferences or um they, maybe they're having an argument or whatsoever and then boom they start kissing and you're like what <laughs> i thought we were having a conversation here and now it kind of ruins the whole thing because now that moment has been sexualized and the problem is still alive it's just been swept under the rug i think that's what that's the part that annoys me the fact that they never come back to that problem but it does manifest itself later on because again you guys didn't communicate the issue when it was time to communicate you know yeah 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 but then you know when you're reading some of these stories specifically on what pad you know you find the whole cliche i mean how many times have you read um one of the characters points of views and they their thoughts were i could tell by the way that they kissed me that blah 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 well to some extent it might be true but it creates this notion that where you think you can tell how someone really feels or what they are thinking of just from kisses You guys should really learn how to use your words, <laughs> please, <laughs> for the children, okay? Please, yo, yes. that is really frustrating. I mean, sure, it might be cute at first in the beginning of the relationship, but that really causes problems because now you've established, you have established a dynamic where you guys don't necessarily finish conversations. You guys just get right into it. You start off with, I don't know, an argument. Maybe even start an argument to get there. That is, that is not healthy. That is really not healthy. Show business. But yeah, creates this notion where you guys just start arguments or conversations that are very difficult but you never end up finishing them because the sexual tension just rises and you guys just end up doing things that you didn't plan to do or you plan to do because you know um, that's what usually happens between you guys but anyway these type of things just really really irk me because again you guys are not getting to the point completing your thoughts and actually solving this problem sweeping it under the rug and then hitting it you guys just hit it in the middle of the conversation bro <laughs> and that's what happens in these movies and you guys some, some of you guys even have these expectations and even implement these type of things in your relationships but hey this is not a it's a judgment free place we call things out but we we don't judge <sighs> and here's a third note when male characters don't open up i hate that i really 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 hate that hey 
I mean, you've seen a lot of these men. I don't even have to name such characters. But an example would be the bully. The bully. I forgot his name. From from Sex Education. Eric's sort of hidden lover. Because he has a problem with communicating his feelings, his words, his emotions. Whatever the case may be. This entire episode actually was inspired by him. (laughs) So yeah, it was a long time ago. So this episode should have been out. But it's okay. We are here. We are here. We are here now. So yeah, but like the thing is about male characters not opening up. It is the key element to actually creating this mysterious type of character. You know, when they don't speak, when you know that they have a dark past because of their actions. I mean, you can tell that they have a dark past by the sole fact that they drink and they smoke and they wear leather jackets. Boom! And some Dr. Martens on the side. <laughs> yes, I'm coming for you, Jughead from Riverdale. But, but that was season one. I don't know how everything else progresses. So, um, yeah, keep that in mind. These characters don't necessarily share their, I don't know, their experiences or trauma with their partner immediately or when the timing comes for them to be vulnerable you know granted their character is meant to be emotionally unavailable however it creates this type of aesthetic that ultimately makes it an attractive trait because it's usually played by an attractive character but the thing is now it becomes the female character's goal to get him to open up and this this right here is a thrill that some women live off it's like trying to figure out a guy so that they can be the only ones who truly know them this type of aesthetic is a thing you know and uh this actually breeds into real life notions you know because it really creates the notion that you need to really fight hard to get someone to open up so it feels like it's worth it, like you're doing something, it's an achievement. But in turn, it's making people who are upfront about their vulnerability less attractive. You know, like the actual, actual nice guy. Not the nice guy syndrome nice guy. <laughs> you know? Um... And behold, now you have Bob the Builder, you know, because it starts like that. It really starts like that when you are attracted to someone being emotionally unavailable so you can be the one who exclusively knows this person internally, you know. Ah. (sighs) But in conclusion of this point is that the more mysterious the character is or you are in real life, the sexier you are. I mean, it is true, but we all know that that thing don't last, though. <laughs> that, that mysteriousness don't last. At some point, it becomes overplayed and boring. Because now it's like, okay, is there more to you than you just being not known? You know? Anyway, let's go to the final point. The, more, the most annoying one of all of them, in my opinion. It's the grand gesture. Yo, yo, see, now this is where accountability meets communication. I mean, it's like, if I make a huge and public 
certain gesture to you, you have no choice but to forgive me and let us live happily ever after. Yeah. It's a no from me. Give me zero, ma'am. Give me zero. No, man, this is annoying. This is actually manipulation, emotional manipulation. Because usually the apologies are halfway done. They usually feel incomplete. It's like something is missing. They never they never well-rounded. They never seem to be I don't know, fully genuine. It's like they're holding something back. I don't know, maybe in some cases they may admit that they are sorry. But not necessarily as to what it is they are sorry for or the thing that they did wrong. And in some cases, they don't even round up the, the apology by saying that I will try to be better or I'll do better by you. It's just a I'm sorry, a whole bunch of other words of why they love you and why you guys should be together. Maybe a song, a little dance, and a huge bouquet of flowers. But if, 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 if the roles are reversed, a woman usually doesn't have flowers with her. She just... Um, they just come and, and then they're like, give me another chance. What? <laughs> Honestly, I was watching Picture Perfect this morning. Um, uh, don't ask me why I'm watching a romantic movie in the morning. It was in the AMs. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston's character came to the videographer during his gig, right? And she doesn't apologize for the way she treated him, or whatever the case may be. But she says that she wants another chance for them to give it an actual goal, a real goal this time. But because she did it in front of a whole congregation with a bride and groom with best men and destroy and <laughs> a whole pasta you know it becomes more valuable more significant no no get out of here no uh-uh. apologize for what you did and, and 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 admit what you did you know it's like oh, guys the level of accountability that goes missing in these movies it's not cute it's really not cute at all but anyway to round this up kids always remember that if communication takes away the mysterious exciting element of your relationship or potential relationship it's probably not for the long run I mean, whatever it is that you have, it's probably only for the moment. Because communication does not ruin the excitement of the relationship. It just makes it better. And on that bombshell, I'm kidding. (laughs) And on that note, people, stay safe, stay healthy. Until next time.